With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe once again. Yes, it's been a little while since I've spoken to you good people of the podcast sphere. And yes, it is getting closer to March. I know it's almost February. By the time you listen to this recording, going back in time, you're going to say, oh, I was listening to some leads on that. But sure enough, yes, this is the time of year where the Devils actually really are buyers. And I was on the Locked on Devils podcast talking about the Devils looking at the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Then you also have the big sore eye, which is the San Jose Sharks not being able to get a lot done with Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson around. Well, I don't think the Devils would, you know, go after Timo Meyer if they aren't able to get a extension done. Now, with that being said, I do see the Devils getting Jesper Bratt done, but I've talked to some people saying that yeah, it's a slow moving process, but it's a necessary process that they're trying to get done because they want to get Brat locked up longer term and they want to be able to get a guy like a Timo Meyer or whoever they get uh, right around March 3rd. So with that being said, I know the doubles are mentioned to get Bo Horvat, and I mentioned this before with Trey. I don't see the doubles being able to fit Bo Horvat on the wing. I mean, Eric Halla has been a fair experiment with Jack Hughes, being the face-off guy and winning, you know, some foot races and stuff like that. But I just don't think Horvat fits. There's too many good connections between the New Jersey Devils and Timo Myers camp. And Timo Myers' agent is former New Jersey Devil himself in Claude Lemieux. Yes, for those of you older folks, he was called Pepe. And yes, the father. So really, um, you look at the way the Devils have so many uh, intertwining parts and networks. Mike Greer is the GM. He already had his first NHL draft last summer. And looking forward to his second draft with the San Jose Sharks. And with that being mentioned, I'll get that out of the way. Mike Greer, being that former assistant bench boss under Tom Fitzgerald, was someone who that Tom Fitzgerald can network with rather easily and say, hey, I remember you were in our building along with your other, with your, well, actually, no, he wasn't because I talked to my source. So I'm getting that little rumor out of the way, but it was his two scouts that were at the game at the Prudential Center because Ryan Nowazinski cleared that up. And I'm sure that talks are going on right now, but 
nothing has happened yet on the doubles trade front where I think is going to get more spicy. And by the time the month of February gets into the middle way, I see more trades being picked up, but I don't think the doubles are going to make a flurry of trades. I think they're going to make a few meaningful trades. And if they don't get a Meyer or a Horvat, they'll likely get a Max Domi. And, you know, Chicago signed Domi in the offseason, and he's been outperforming his contract. And, you know, there are so many teams looking to add some bodies. I don't see the Devils acquiring a Patrick Kane. I think a Horvat and a Patrick Kane are New York Ranger type players because you look at <clears throat> the fact that you have Patrick Kane has ties to Artemi Panarin and Patrick Kane's from upstate New York. And if Buffalo was a big playoff team, I could see that being a a deal being able to happen. But right now, if you look at the NHL standings, NHL standings, I know I'm talking to myself a little bit. Wild card race. Yep. So as we are right now, and this is per ESPN NHL standings. So let's see how it is. All right. So the Devils are two points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. The Rangers are six behind, six points behind the New Jersey Devils. So those are your th- three teams in the Metro. And the wild card currently is at the Washington Capitals at the number two spot and the Pittsburgh Penguins, both with 56 points. And if the Capitals win and the Penguins lose... That means, that means the Capitals jump the Penguins. And they have two regulation overtime wins the Capitals have over the Penguins. But if Pittsburgh or the Capitals go on a cold spell and the Sabres get going, they're only three points behind, but they could definitely catch up. And Tage Thompson's been great. And the Sabres are actually very good. And I mentioned it before on this podcast, before the start of the season, that they have a really good farm system. Their team's not all that bad. They're actually really decent. And if the Buffalo Sabres do miss the playoffs... I don't see them moving too many bodies. I see them moving a few pieces. And they'll be like the last like 14, 16 in the NHL draft in 2023. And they will certainly get a really nice player. They probably won't win the draft lottery. But I look for the Sabres to make a final push. Uh at the NHL trade deadline. The Florida Panthers are going to try and make up for some lost ground. Uh, The Islanders are still not out of it. But the Red Wings and the Flyers 
are tied at 48 points. And it's going to be a lot harder for the Red Wings and the Flyers to actually jump up to where the Buffalo Sabres and the Panthers are, but they're a little bit closer to the Panthers and the Islanders, which is the midway point to getting that wild card. But if you if I were to draw a line, you you draw the line below the Florida Panthers 52 point mark, you would definitely look at some sellers. So with that being said, Detroit, Philly, the Senators, the Canadian, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are all going to be sellers. Those are my guys that I see selling way before the trade deadline. But Columbus will need to make some moves too. Because anyone who's usually on the losing end, and I know this from the Devils' perspective, uh, the past decade, that whenever you have a a big surplus of cash space, and you sell off one of your better players who wants to go to a playoff team, you get a lot of draft capital, and that helps you stock up for the near term, developing a player, um, getting them up from your system after you find the right guys. So I really look for those teams like the Flyers and Blue Jackets and nothing against the Canadians. I mean, you got to give your, your eyes Slavkovsky some time to, you know, play the North American game and let him build into his body. He's a big winger center, but once you start to play the North American game, as a European player, there's some learning. But now we're going to go a little bit more towards the West. So it's pretty much, for the most part, settled for the top two in the Central. Maybe Minnesota and Nashville. And actually the Devils play Nashville tonight. And... The Predators actually gave the Devils fits month a few months back at the Rock, but things do change. I do see that um, you look at the Seattle Kraken played the Devils good in overtime. The Golden Knights, you know, put on a good show with the Devils and. Devils gave them a run for their money. And it was a very exciting game, no doubt about it. The Devils have grown a lot in the past year. And it just shows you how sustainable it's been. Um, I do like Los Angeles. They're, they just got to be more consistent because you have teams like the Oilers and the Flames looking to take up that spot. And the Oilers and Flames, it's a tight race in the wild card. So this is going to be the bellwether in the West because the Oilers separate themselves from Calgary by three points. That's okay, but if Edmonton goes on a cold spell 
and Calgary goes on a big point streak, oh, you're in trouble. And if Minnesota starts winning, it it can be make or break for the Oilers. And you just don't know. Some of it's room, it's room for improvement, and sometimes other players might not want to be part of it. Um, I really do think the Minnesota Wild will move a few pieces. The Devils do have ties to Minnesota because Bill Guerin is a former Devils player and a Pittsburgh Penguin connection. So that is uh, good connections with Tom Fitzgerald. And does New Jersey look to Minnesota for some undervalued uh, younger players or players with experience on the power play or something like that, or a physical body, possibly. But I think a team like St. Louis makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's the Martin Berder connection when he was an assistant GM to uh, the St. Louis Blues. And Doug Armstrong was his GM. And the St. Louis Blues are... Uh, they're about six to f- they're six points currently out of a wild card spot. There's one guy on defense that I see the Devils looking for depth and physicality, and that is Nico Mikola. He is their team leader in shots, and I mean in uh, in shot blocks, and he's a big physical hitter, so he takes the body. He's not the most offensive scoring defenseman, but he's the guy that has a grit and sandpaper. And yes, um, we are moving on to the Canucks again and the Sharks. And the Devils could look at the Canucks in case they don't get a Bo Horvat. They could look at a Brock Besser or an Andre Kuzmenko. But if it is true that Kuzmenko is looking to stay in uh, Vancouver, it is possible the Devils get Brock Besser because they've been mentioned uh, a lot over the past year and whatnot uh, with Vancouver. So I think something could f- form. And I don't think Besser will cost a lot. I think the Devils will move like a mid-round pick or something like that to make the Canucks move Besser out east. It's a possibility. Kuzmenko, I think, is off the table in their eyes. But you never know with uh, the new coaching situation with uh, Rick Tockett and Adam Foote there. So there's another connection there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Vancouver wanted Nolan Foote and Cal Foote. Because those are... Uh, Adam Foote's sons, and I just have that hunch, you know, whenever you have a father or parent in a company and they actually know that they're very good players, it look it looks like it's too good to be true, but I just take it with a grain of salt, and you look at San Jose, San Jose is completely out of it. They're going to trade Eric Carlson, very likely going to Ottawa. I can see that. Um, I do believe that 
Timo Meyer will get moved by the time March 3rd hits. If not, um, gets traded at the NHL draft. Devils move their first round pick and a couple other assets and they give him a qualifying offer and he stays in New Jersey long term. It's very likely something like that of that nature happens. And San Jose is going to get a bevy of draft picks. And Mike Greer is going to expedite that rebuild. And if I have to look at the NHL tankathon, let me see where San Jose would sit. I like to I like to play around with this stuff because usually the doubles are in this situation. But let me do the draft lottery. So San Jose is currently in the top five. So sim lottery. All right. So Anaheim stays at number one. Ottawa jumps from eight to six. Columbus, Chicago, Arizona, San Jose, Vancouver, and Montreal slide down one each. So that leaves us. What would number six be? Let's see the big board. Number six would be American center Will Smith from the United States Development Program. A tier three player. However, I've heard rumors that Matt Vay Mitchka might be sliding. And if that is true, that would be a huge steal in my eyes for the San Jose Sharks to end that rebuild. And the Devils right now are looking at either 28 or... No, that can't be right. Because they're like the third best team in the league. So that'd be like an Ethan Gauthier out of Sherbrooke, the right winger. 5'11", 176 pounds. So he would definitely be of interest to a team like the San Jose Sharks. And also... To throw that in there, um, you look at Mike Greer. He's a f- former NHL scout and, an ass- and of course, a assistant coach. So he definitely keeps close eye to detail. And possibly, maybe they get another player from Europe, maybe a goalie, and drafting a defenseman. And when it comes to defensemen, you got guys like Mikhail Gulyayev, who's from Omsk, uh, which is the feeder team for avant-garde Omsk, and he's five foot ten, one hundred seventy pounds. You don't have to rush him; he would be with the MHL and then the VHL, so you wouldn't have to really rush him a whole lot. But if if a team like San Jose doesn't get one of the other defensemen in Sandin Pelika, first name Axel, I really like that name. It sounds like a rock and roller to me. But you have some other choices like David Reinbacher from EHC Cloton and Lucas Dragasevich from Canada. So if you want a North American player, you can get him from Tri-City. In the USHL, uh, Kelowna Rockets, you have Caden Price. Uh, you have Theo Lindstein out of Sweden from Brinas IF, which is, if I remember, Jesper Bokvist, uh, old school of being 
a young hockey player. So I wouldn't be surprised to see someone from Brinos go up from 34 or maybe slide up a little bit because they have produced some really good talent. I know I'm on a bit of a ramble, but you do have some really good choices if you are, you know, a team like the Sharks or the Arizona Coyotes. And speaking of the Coyotes, you know, they have a really nice goaltender in a guy like Carol Vemelka, and the Devils should explore that route. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do get him because he's a very flexible goalie. He catches with his right hand. Most goalies catch with their left. However, his reflexes are very good, and he's hovering a little over the 90% save percentage. And he's won plenty of games for a team that hasn't been doing so well. But I think a team like the Devils should certainly take a good gander at him and see if he's worth the value. And I don't think the Devils will get John Gibson, but it's certainly a guy you might avoid because he's been a little shaky this season and you just don't know sometimes. Honestly, I've written some interesting stuff over at Pucks and Pitchforks on Fansided. Uh, you know me as Jersey Joe. Um, I'm on Twitter, and you can find my Twitter handle. I also have the blue check mark. So, let's see. So, yeah, if you ever want to see my articles, definitely check Pucks and Pitchforks. And you can find me here on Heads Up Hockey. And you can find me on Jaya Savan, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast. Uh, there's some other, you know, podcast streaming platforms that I have it linked through um, Spreaker. And it's a very good thing. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts, here on Anchor.fm, all sorts of places. I have a YouTube channel, which is... Uh, Heads of Hockey with Jersey Joe. So my Twitter handle for those of you who want to uh, find me, it's at JerseyJoe11 underscore NJ. And for those of you who have any ideas, concerns, I'm all for listening to you guys and gals. And I do want to give a shout out to those of you who are in the United States, Europe, Canada, for listening in especially India. It's so cool to see the podcast uh, growing. And hopefully there's more people learning about hockey and hockey operations. And yeah, for those of you who are in Ireland, the UK, Poland, Germany, uh, Taiwan, Sweden, Brazil, Australia, Romania, Ukraine, Switzerland, Italy, India, Norway... Yes, I did say Norway. And there are some other countries in there I'm taking a good look at. Uh, South Africa, Russia, uh, the Netherlands. I've been there several times, along with Germany. Let's see, I've been to Austria. Um, 
Then you have the Philippines, Indonesia, Finland, Mexico, Austria, Thailand, New Zealand, Slovakia. I've been there. Belgium, been there. Uh, Aruba, Hong Kong, Singapore, France, been there. Denmark, uh, Japan, Turkey, Hungary, been to Hungary, and would like to go to Czechia. Yes, uh, Turkey. So yeah, a lot of you listeners like to find the podcast on other uh, platforms. Two and a half percent of you are on Podcast Addict, and three three point two percent on Overcast, seven point nine on a web browser, and twenty seven point six on Apple Podcasts. You know, it's so cool to see you guys and gals um, on there finding my finding my content and. I'm always, you know, willing to hear from you and engage with you. So if you want to see all the other good stuff, you know, look at my Twitter. I am on Instagram, but you can find me with the blue check mark on Twitter. So it's easier for you to interact with me and get more ideas for the show and I'm always happy to read your reviews. Just give me some constructive criticism how I can improve the podcast. And I do talk to a lot of people about how this season has changed year over year. And, you know, it's an interesting season because there are teams like the Devils and the Seattle Kraken who have gone from uh NHL draft lottery teams to teams outperforming expectations and that's a good thing. And I'm definitely looking at the breakdowns before tonight's Devils game. You know, the Devils are 3-2 and 1 against the Central. So it almost feels like the Devils get a point um when they play against a Central uh division team. And they did that before with Nashville, but they didn't get the extra point. On the other hand, you know, the Devils still have a tough schedule, but it's not going to be as hard. But they still are going to play every single second. They're not going to give up. There's no quit in this team. And last year, it felt like when the Devils were down, the Devils were out. But this year, they're when they're down, they're not out. Um... I do feel like the players from last year, especially Jack Hughes, um, Jesper Bratt is a little bit on and off, but he's going to find his hot streaks. A guy like a Sharon Govich will try and find more consistency, but we'll see how it all unfolds the rest of the way because... We're already 47 games into the season. We'll be 48 soon. And, you know, you got the last of the 82 to go. And it's going to be very intriguing before the NHL trade deadline and to see where the playoff seating is. It's not just a matter of if, but a matter of when the Hurricanes, Devils, and Rangers or Penguins and Capitals, maybe the Penguins and Capitals all clinch because 
the Penguins and Capitals are looking like they're going to be wildcard teams. And I don't think the Islanders are going to start selling yet, but they're going to have to wait until March 3rd. So those kinds of teams that are just hovering around the wildcard spot aren't looking to risk a lot. But I could be wrong, but if anything break breaking news happens, I'll cover it either via podcast or I'll write about it on Pucks and Pitchforks. So thank you once again and have a great day.